0: Hey, it's Tony from the Untitled Beatles podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for part two of Songs They Gave Away. As you can hear, we have some people working in the background. But the podcast remains open during construction. And next week, TJ and I are going to embark on George Harrison's All Things Must Pass 50th Anniversary 8 LP box set. Yeah, we had to take some time to digest it all. We're going to give it to you next week. All things must pass. This week, part two, the songs they gave away. TJ, Tony, Casey, Plumbers. Untitled Beatles podcast.
1: Hey, Tony, what's wrong with your toilet? <laughs>
0: uh, they're We're getting a new... Um, I don't even know what it's just new piping for for everybody everybody in the whole fucking place is getting new fucking piping are they pipes of peace it's it better be it's been 2 weeks of this so <laughs> no water all day <laughs> so anyway Play
1: the pipes of peace
0: moving on <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Apple Jacks were given a song They were a fun group They had a female bassist That was, you know, new for its time I didn't know that That's awesome Yeah, yeah But uh, Like Dreamers Do Was bestowed upon them
1: I, I saw a
0: Applejacks got it after it was turned down by the Pop-Tarts and the Dig'em Smacks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Give me a smack, and I'll smack you back. Come on, You will dig Now, you'll love this one. You'll love this <laughs> thing, TJ. It was produced by your favorite, Mike Leander of DECA. He was the guy who scored She's Leaving Home.
1: Yeah. Uh, great! Oh, gee, uh, we get this great song. Uh, George Martin can't be here for ten minutes. Let's have some other schmuck uh, do the strings. <laughs> schmuck. And this guy's—I mean, who's the, the Beatles song starts with that weird dissonant? When the Beatles cover this for Decca, yeah, it starts and ends with a with the dissonant chord. Bill, bam, 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 bam,
0: bam, 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 bam. Yeah. This
1: motherfucker starts with.
0: man Shannon's about to make it big, man
1: you know and I listen, I love jaunty piano, but keep it out of this one. Keep it keep it out of my Beatles. yeah I, and I miss one thing that's interesting comparing this to the deca version tony that that um dissonant chord buildup at the beginning is such a cool choice, especially for. At sixty-two, when they recorded it for Decca, it's—it's. I it's, it kind of bums me out that this one didn't have the balls to open with it. It closes with the dissonant chords, but the Applejack's version does not open with it, and that's kind of a bummer. Like dreamers do.
0: It ends. It has kind of a. It sounds like Telstar on the ending that uh, tornado song. Yeah. Which I believe Queen Elizabeth thought the Beatles did when she was trying to, remember, or it was, no, it was Thatcher. I think when Margaret Thatcher was trying to remember her favorite Beatles songs or something, she mentioned Telstar.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: God bless her for trying. <laughs> oh, Duffy Maggie T, they have taken part away, and will never, ever reward anymore. Well, we've all heard that means a lot, you know, because that was on Anthology 2, finally. Uh, we know the Beatles worked this song to death trying to make it a hit. I still have never quite liked this song. What do you think of the P.J. Proby version that was eventually released as a single? A top three Favorite of mine. Oh my <laughs> God. Right? I love this.
1: And I have a real problem with the one rejected from help. Is that right? Yeah. I, the, the demo, John and Paul both said they couldn't get it right. There, there's some quote that said that they could tell that the song just wasn't written for them to sing, but PJ Proby had some hits, I think predominantly in England with a few songs in West side story, Maria and somewhere, which is, you know, Leonard Bernstein and Steven, Stephen Sondheim, two of the great songs in the canon of musical theater. And it, this gets a full dramatic musical theater treatment here. There's vibes and timpani at the beginning. It's got like a Batula Clark mid-60s feel to it. I love the horn charts. It gets dark. I thought you dig. It feels like a 60s black and white TV drama, like a bit of a darker-edged Burt Bacharach <laughs> tune. A friend says that your love won't mean. That your love is all you got At times things are so fine And the times they're not But when she says she loves you, you That means a lot A friend says that A love is never true
0: That this could apply to you
1: George Martin conducts this. He didn't produce
0: it. Right. Uh, Ron Richards produced it and he discovered the Hollies. That was his claim to fame.
1: I did not know that.
0: And he was assistant to George Martin um, on the Beatles first session like in June of 62 with Pete Best. He was the assistant on that session.
1: And, uh, okay, that is that is amazing to know. Did you hear something else amazing? What happened to PJ Proby's UK career? Thanks to the good folks at Wikipedia who never <laughs> lie, I learned, quote, Proby's UK career lost momentum after controversial live concert appearances, including two trouser-splitting incidents <laughs> at shows in Croydon and Luton. yeah. <laughs> I am Croydon. I am Luton. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite auxiliary characters from Lost in Space. I was gonna say Lost in
0: Space, (laughs) yeah. Dr. Zachary Smith shooed them out of the room. (laughs) New bubble headed movie. Of on the
1: Isle of Capri. Now I'll never get there. And I also learned he sang a song on an album where the backing band was Led Zeppelin, aka the New Yardbirds.
0: Oh so wow. somewhere
1: there exists a tune with Page and Plant and ostensibly
0: Bonham. And Proby.
1: And Pro- <laughs> <laughs> If you like Alison Krauss and Robert Plant, you'll love P.J. Proby and John Bonham. (laughs) Yeah, but I love this one because this to me feels... Like a song that could be from a sixties musical or TV show, it's written really well. just hearing Paul sing it and the band try to find the sweet spot. this is maybe I, I take back what I said at the beginning, take that back, ding, short form, improv <laughs> uh this is one that I believe is way better than the Beatle demo of this. I love this one. How about
0: that? Yeah, uh, well, his given name is James Smith. P.J. Proby. He was from Houston, Texas, and it was his friend, Sharon, who had a boyfriend named P.J. Proby, and she suggested he use her boyfriend's name.
1: <laughs> my <laughs> boyfriend's name and I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> That's, what that That's so from.
0: bizarre. That's so bizarre. I need a stage name. Well, my boyfriend's name is this. <laughs> I'll take it. Oh God, that's so weird to me.
1: Does he please you like Billy J?
0: <laughs> Cartwheels in um, <and> a sheet. <laughs> the Billy J. Kramer memoir. Salacious. <laughs> Scandalous. Yeah, so I I love this song. It's a top three favorite on this album. I'll tell you one of my favorites. Uh, We've talked about this song before. It originally came from a song called Cat's Walk, which was something that they would perform at the Cavern Club. In fact, you can hear a rehearsal of it from 1962. (laughs) ¶¶ the Chris Barber band's version of a song that became known as Cat Call. I've loved this song since I first heard it. Uh, Paul is on the recording. You can actually hear him saying like, play it slower. slower. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris Barber, he was a friend of Paul's. He's a trad jazz trombone player and he's Helped start the skiffle craze with Lonnie Donegan. So, in a way, without Chris Barber, we wouldn't have the skiffle craze, which, you know, wouldn't mean who knows what the quarrymen would be playing. Who knows what music would be without Chris Barber. So, I, I just thought it's cool that Paul kept in touch with him. You know, this is, it was recorded in, um, uh, July of 67, so after Sgt. Pepper. It's late. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's cool. Yeah, it's a personal favorite of mine. I love the weird key changes that happen in there. I love the haunting backing vocals, the organ. There's that extra measure or whatever, that extra beat, I should say, that, that they do that goes into the key change bit. So the construction of this song, I love it, and the execution of the song, I love it. Remains a favorite.
1: just one, not on my list, but it's one I've known for a long time from the Beatles version from that NEMS bootleg CD, Not For Sale, which one of the first bootleg CDs I ever had. And it's the second or third track on that. And I just remember, I think of middle school me playing this because when you get a Beatle bootleg, Tony CD, you didn't skip track to track. You just listened the whole way through and treated it like an album. So I would always catch the song. Uh, I think the cover's cute. It sounds like George Harrison was influenced by this. He wrote a song for the movie Shanghai Surprise, yes. which he was also briefly in, and I think Handmade Films produced and lost a ton of money on. Yeah. A song called Zigzag. Zigzag. And that song feels very tied Zigzag. to this, kind of a nightclub, trad jazz, showcasey Zigzag. thing with some weird twists and turns. when McCartney yells, please play slower, they ripped this off from Barry Manilow's hit Daybreak. Really? Clearly that moment is, and granted, Daybreak came out 10 years later, so <laughs> stick with me here. Okay. But the, there's a moment <laughs> of the Barry Manilow song, Daybreak, where he fakes like a, somebody yelled one more time, so we're gonna do it again. Somebody
0: yell one more time, you may look go over more-
1: Like one of those kind of fake. It's like McCartney and Unplugged, going. This is so informal. We'll start it again when he keeps messing. We can work it out.
0: Yes. Uh, he keeps yes. messing it up on purpose. There's a there's a theater involved, but I, I yes I buy this. You know, we know that they didn't really record it at some strip club or whatever, a, a burlesque house or whatever. But they're creating that vibe, and I buy the vibe. I dig it. <laughs>
1: Do you know that Burlesque House was the British title for Animal House when they made a TV series out of it on BBC Four?
0: Are you serious?
1: No, (laughs) but it sounded right. Thanks to TV Guide, I know that the original British Three's Company was called Man About the House, and the original British Ropers was called George and
0: Mildred. Crazy British Ropers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what is it they call a rodeo in... The UK. Do they have the rodeo? Do they have Whiplash the Cowboy Monkey in the UK? (laughs) (laughs) It's Whippers the Cheesy Monkey. Yeah, the Cheeky Monkey.
1: Cheeky Monkey. Hello, Whippers. The most famous entertainer So, Tony, this is a favorite of mine that is one I really began to appreciate when I was doing homework for the show. I always said it was a nice song, but it just never kind of fit the Beatle thing to me. And the story's great, too. It's a little weird song Paul wrote in Portugal called Penina.
0: Oh, this is on it's my list so too. Lovely.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can listen. Now, so there's a couple different versions of this. The one that I heard on the songs Lennon and McCartney gave away is by an artist named Carlos Mendez, I think. And yes. this one, it's got a beautiful little haunting melody. Um, another great little piano thing. There's a moment on here that sounds like he's playing either wrong notes or jazz, like Rick Rubin and Paul McCartney might have might have said. Yeah.
0: had that written down, too. There's a meandering piano that sounds a little wrong. Those are my words in the notes. Yeah. I love the song. Yeah, the story behind this is that Paul and Linda Eastman and Hunter Davies were in uh, the Algarve region of Portugal. I think I'm saying that right. December 1968. And yeah, they end up just trying to go and exchange their their pounds for escudos, which were called shields. And they end up like, oh, what's this band playing at the bar? They end up getting loaded at the bar and Paul starts jamming with these guys and they come up with this song and he offers it to them. And uh, yeah, I love it. Panina. Uh, Jata Here, or Hota I'm not sure how to say it. Jetta Air, did <laughs> yeah. you say it in Chicago? Who had
1: the bratwurst? I had the bratwurst. All right, bratwurst. I had the Polish sausage.
0: What could I say? I love this song. There's like a '60s romantic, almost like a Serge Gainsbourg quality to it uh, that I, I I like. It's very repetitive. There's a hypnotic quality to it, and uh, yeah, I don't think it's considered important, but. Nevertheless, I like this song. I feel like I I could hum it all day. The, hi. 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 One, Sorry. A... Sorry. Yeah, it's all right.
1: I put in the plastic
0: on the floor. It's working in your bathroom and the, the kitchen. Okay? Okay. Thank you One so night. <laughs>
1: Think, Tony, this is one. I mean, I don't know how many bootlegs this you have, and I'm sure we're going to get a lot of this in the uh, the deluxe soundtrack for the new Peter Jackson deal. But um, the River Rhine tapes, where they are recording so much of the material for you know the the Let It Be sessions. Paul does a snippet of this. That's how I first knew this thing. Yes. Um, yeah. And he, it's interesting because mm-hmm. it, it sounds a little similar, but not. And it's interesting kind of hearing Paul work through this. It's one of those songs he went back and, and revisited then during the, uh, the Let It Be jamming. i I had a few drinks
0: left And
1: now I'm on my way What does this mean, Tony? You're a man of the world. What does drinking liquids, drinking music mean? Why is he drinking music?
0: Is he okay? (laughs) Well, I guess the music can be intoxicating, right? (laughs) Yeah, let's see. That's what you get for listening to Manilow, man. (laughs) It's the most original soft drink ever in the whole world. Why? Well, we heard the, the demo version of this song on the White Album reissue a couple years back. It would be the Mary Hopkins song, Goodbye. What a great song. I like this song. Yeah. So Mary Hopkins, yeah, she came from a Welsh-speaking family, and it was Twiggy who saw her on Opportunity Knocks and re- recommended her to Paul. I always thought she was like a Liverpool girl that, uh, you know, that those guys knew from way back. But no, she's a she's a Twiggy gets the uh, finder's fee on that one.
1: Who is Twiggy? Twiggy's not the kind of uh, kind of runner up to Garfield, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, she had a a Saturday morning cartoon program and uh, yeah, she taught you left and right and the alphabet. No, she was that (laughs) model that was like twig thin, right? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then Bowie sang about her on the album Twiggy Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then Fish sang about David Bowie. We could go all day. David <laughs> Bowie.
0: David
1: <laughs> Bowie. Multiply by 10 minutes. David, David Bowie. Bowie. <laughs> David
0: Bowie. We could. David Bowie. It should be noted that Goodbye did get to number one in the Netherlands and Ireland, and Paul plays the bass, the acoustic guitar, drums, and he plays his lap as well.
1: Dude, I would play Billy J. Kramer in the Dakota's laps. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm no babysitter, but if I was, I'm not sure what that means.
0: <laughs> You're a lap slapper.
1: Hey, you guys into lap slapping?
0: <laughs> slap, slap, lap
1: So I I, I love this one. And this one, uh, I think it's an anthology. Is it it an anthology where you see the footage of Paul working with Mary Hopkin in the studio or listening to the playback, kind of clapping along to it?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: It's another one I've known forever. It's good to see it officially released when they finally put the White Album um, Archive Edition or Deluxe Edition out because it's a great Paul song. Do you like the Paul version better or the Mary Hopkin beautiful version of this? (laughs) Hint, hint.
0: Please don't wake me up too late. Tomorrow comes and I...
1: like the paul version me too (laughs) but i'll tell you uh the one mary hopkin thing i love her cover of those were the days my friend it's like a haunting that's one of the songs that make you feel nostalgic even if you have no idea why
0: Another one that we heard on the the white album was Come and Get It, <laughs> written by Paul and given to the Ivies, which later became Badfinger. You know, the first version I ever heard of this song was the Paul version on on uh, the radio. They played it on one of those Beatles weekends in the summer of 89, uh, I guess, okay? What do you think of this song?
1: Well, the only version I know is by the Hollywood Vampires because I like my rock <laughs> with
0: actors. <laughs> <laughs> Did they cover this? I don't even
1: know. They covered it with Paul singing lead on it and did like a hard rock take on it. And it's like right who was in that? It's Who's that? in that group? Uh, Alice Cooper, okay, Johnny Depp, and who? Can we Google it real quick?
0: Oh yeah 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 yeah. Are they really, the Hollywood Vampires? Hollywood Vampires.
1: I think it's Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp, uh, game show announcer Johnny Olson. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, aka the Olsen twins, who were too good to do the fucking full house reunion.
0: If you want it, here it is, come and get it. Ooh, make your mind go fast. I got Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp, Joe Perry from Aerosmith. Joe Perry, how
1: did I leave out the, the the most famous of them all?
0: And then Tommy Henriksen, Um from the German metal band Warlock Now batting
1: Tommy <laughs> Hendrickson <laughs> Hendrickson <laughs> Never heard that guy <laughs> I mean arguably America's greatest band With um, you know A member of Aerosmith and Johnny Depp
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah They were the band that Dogstar couldn't be <laughs> Keanu Reeves's <laughs> band
1: Yeah, uh, this is one I heard too right around the same time you did because this is on one of the ultra rare track CDs, like one of the late ones, maybe ultra rare track six. And uh, I mean, this is great. This is one where unlike a lot of the other ones you've heard, Tony, the Badfinger version basically does Paul McCartney's demo note for note. Yeah. I respect that. It's Paul McCartney, for God's sake.
0: Why not just take what he did and do it? Well, that was those were his instructions. He was like, you have to do it this way and it will be a hit and it reached number four in the uk number seven in the u.s yeah i mean on the the demo version he's playing everything and he did it all in under an hour i mean yeah pretty crazy recording Under the name Badfinger, and it was uh, written by Paul for the movie The Magic Christian with uh, Peter Sellers and Ringo. That's right. Did you ever see that one?
1: <laughs> I've never seen it. I, I can see the Badfinger album cover with the blue and the title on it, but I've never seen the movie.
0: I saw it a long time ago once. I have to re-watch it. I I remember very little from it. I have it on the best of authority that Ringo Starr is the magic Christian. Some bird told me that Peter Sellers is the magic Christian.
1: I always said the magic Christian was Mitt Romney because of his underpants.
0: (laughs) No, you're thinking of of Billy J. Kramer. Oh.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm always thinking of Billy J. Kramer. Dude, I want to be the fairy cross his Mersey. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Not a Beatles song, but one that probably could have been.
0: <laughs> well, then we get to George. That exhausts all my Lennon and McCartney uh, songs they gave away that I know of. Maybe there's some others out there. Feel free to engage with us on our Facebook page. You know, that Jackie Lomax record that was uh, on Apple. I love this record, and uh, it's a
1: great record. Yeah, his only album, I think, or at least <sighs> certainly his only one on Apple.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's called uh, "Is This What You Want?" Which yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's a it's a rough title. I'm sure a lot of people said no.
1: <laughs> it it feels like a bad solo Mick Jagger album title. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. It's one of those or dumb like Joe titles. Walsh. <laughs> yeah, it's a very Joe Walshy title. Yeah. Too many words and dumb, but I uh, we like Joe Walsh, but um, we do. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of
1: Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home
0: drunk. But if you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. I'll sleep all day. So, Jackie Lomax was in the Merseybeat scene. He was in a band called the Undertakers. And in 1967, Brian managed his band called the Lomax Alliance. Then he signed to Apple. And yeah. George produced his that record And Sour Milk Sea was one of the tunes Demoed at Esher uh, That I don't think ever made it Into the recording studio Not Guilty made it and the other ones made it But not this one So yeah, so he gave it to Jackie Lomax I consider this a favorite I, I quite like this song
1: If you want the most From everything you do In the shortest Takes you there! I've always loved George's Escher cover of this, and I love the Jackie Lomax drama that he adds to it. He's got a kind yes. of a very dram- dramatic voice, almost like he a, does. a poor man's P.J. Proby, if you will. <laughs> if you like Billy <laughs> yeah. J. Craig from the Dakotas, you'll love P.J. Probe Me.
0: <laughs> and P.J. Probe Me is Jackie Lomax's real name. It was P.J.'s girlfriend's name was Jackie Lomax, <laughs> and that's where he got his name from.
1: Keep up, Beatle fans. There'll be a quiz later.
0: <laughs> no, that last bit was uh, fake trivia. But that's Ringo on drums, Paul on bass, Eric Clapton on guitar, and Nicky Hopkins on piano. This is an all-star lineup on this song.
1: It's uh, this is the original Beatles. Uh, one could argue "Sour Milk sees is the original "Traveling Wilburys."
0: <laughs> you could argue that. Yeah, yeah, and the song is sort of a commercial for uh, transcendental meditation. It feels like this upbeat, like Coca-Cola. <laughs> commercial
1: there's another there's a great stevie wonder song about transcendental meditation i'm forgetting the name of it right now what is the stevie wonder song about he's a transcendental meditation it's like a it's a great tune and i'm not remembering right now because i'm old
0: stop (laughs) sorry
1: oh it's it's uh jesus children of america
0: Yeah, hello, it's, yeah, the lyrics say, hello, Jesus, Jesus, children, Jesus loves you, Jesus, children. Yes,
1: from Intervisions, yes, that's, yes, it's a great song. Hello, Jesus, Jesus, children, Jesus loves you, Jesus, children, hello, children, Jesus loves you, love America.
0: Have you ever heard the Beach Boys song called Transcendental Meditation? Is it on Party? (laughs) No, it's on, it's either on Friends or 2020. I think it's on 2020. I mean, it it makes transcendental meditation sound like a nightmare roller coaster. (laughs) You gotta hear it.
1: also makes me think every Beach Boys album from 71 to 90 was named after a TV show. <laughs> Friends, 2020. I love the Beach Boys album, Alice.
0: Yeah. The Jeffersons is a great album by the Beach Boys. It's a
1: great one. I, I, I will tell you one thing. My favorite Beach Boys album is when Mike Love wakes up at the end of St. Elsewhere, but it was just a dream.
0: Oh yeah, that's on the album Magnum PI.
1: <laughs> what a great theme song. Haven't heard it in forever. I love that you Remember could just one? play that. Of
0: course I do, but I yeah, I hadn't thought of it in years.
1: These are songs that burned in my brain. It's a little Clearly, weird. that's crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Only child, dude. I had a <laughs> lot of free time. Why didn't I learn how to masturbate until I was older? All I did was watch TV. <laughs>
0: mention should go to uh, George's contribution to the Cream Song Badge, which he penned under the pseudonym Copend, under the pseudonym Leangelo Angelo Mysterioso. Mysterioso. It's so great. <laughs> It's one of the few songs that Clapton sang. Uh, Jack Bruce usually took the vocal duties on that. And uh, the title actually comes from the lyric sheet in which George had written Bridge. Um, But like Clapton was reading it upside down or something and misread it and it became Badge. So it's not because the chord progression goes B-A-D-G-E. That is a myth. Mm -hmm. Those are not the chords you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: Very nice McCartney did that with a song that's only on his Cold Cuts bootleg Called Cage And everyone's like, oh, is it C-A-G-E Are the chords for that one It's, it, it's actually one of his great Emerly songs Uh, Tony, I need to tell you, I had a similar badge incident with the lyrics when I was at summer camp in 1988. I was there all eight weeks. uh, The wonderful Haran camp of the theater arts, still in business in Wisconsin. And a kid came second session uh, named Jonah. And we got a hold of the counselor notes. I was 14. And, you know, it said that this kid Jonah liked to work behind the screws. So when he came up to this theater camp... We all teased him mercilessly, this new kid, about, hey, I heard you like to work behind the screws. And a counselor pulled me aside one day and said, what are you saying to him? And I'm like, I read your notes. This kid likes to work behind the screws. What kind of kid does that? And the counselor goes, it says behind the scenes. He's into the tech part of theater. And for a week, we made this poor kid feel awful for being the kid who liked to work behind the screws. (laughs) Behind the screws, behind the screws. Yes, I do work. Behind the screws. She'd sing a song about him. He it didn't come very back town. Oh, it was mean. I was a mean kid. Had to overcompensate for my little height. <laughs> <laughs> and my little white.
0: Well, those were the songs they gave away during that Beatle period. Yeah. Do you think we missed one?
1: These are the songs, my friend. <laughs> This episode will never end. Tomorrow and a D. That's almost M- Mrs. Mills for you. Uh. Mrs. Mills, you've got a lovely daughter. Lovely daughter. Young girl. Get out of my mind.
0: Mrs. Miller. Mrs. Miller.
1: Mrs. Miller, right? Oops. We only
0: should get going i got plumbers in here we uh thank you for listening to the untitled beatles podcast uh thank you casey baker for producing this one today we had a lot of extra things to deal with and we've been uh, fighting
1: with tony's toilet and not like (laughs) not like hey did tony have a burrito before we started recording no he's having new plumbing installed
0: I'm gonna enjoy this sedative. I'm gonna wake up a, a new man. I'm, I'm gonna feel like a new man. And if you've ever felt a new man, you know what I mean. That's an old Letterman joke. <laughs> hey, if you like, if you like us, uh, smoosh that like and subscribe button with your fingers uh, or your toes. Uh, that's for Rick Rubin. Hashtag Wiki Feet. He does have a Wiki Feet, by the way. Mm. <laughs> mm. I- I to check. Ultimately, if we can get to the point where the shoes we're making feel like something that's picked off a tree, that would be really beautiful. The reason I started wearing them was based on a book called Born to Run. It talked about the benefits of being barefoot. TJ, anything you want to say before we we uh, we bid adieu?
1: No, I gotta run. I just got a hold of some Nivea, and I've got some pictures to Billy J. Kramer. I'm gonna keep <laughs> me satisfied.
0: I'll keep you sad is high. Untitled Beatles Podcast. Like and subscribe.
1: Can I just adapt you real quick? Yeah. Okay. There is no water. That's okay. The water is out. Okay, that's okay. Okay, okay. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. Again, I appreciate your patience throughout the day. Do you want me to sing this in the meantime? <laughs>
1: Panina Panina It's so pretty
0: I know I love that song yeah Yeah
1: It's like I mean it's such a cliche But he could write gorgeous melodies When he didn't even try
0: Yeah Yeah and it's just, it's such a simple song But I really like yeah I think it's one of the best of, of these
1: kind of rooted in his love for 50s stuff, but the Portuguese kind of feel to it. It's so nice.
0: Yeah, it's totally cool. We'll do cool. this in
1: our corporate band show. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: we should do that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone,
1: oh, they're doing Panina. <laughs>